and we're kicking off with Helen. Helen is married to Andrew. She's the mother of two boys and works for Newport City Council. So hello, Helen. It's so good to have you with us. And over to you. Thank you so much, both. It's really good to be with you. So good morning, everyone. And it is wonderful to be with you this morning. Um, my husband, Andrew, and our two kids have been coming to St. Nick's for just over a year. And we actually live across the bridge over in Newport. So in Wales, we're on about lockdown four. Um, and so life has been really interesting with two kids at home on and off. But something that God has been showing me in lockdown and a verse that has really made me sometimes chuckle, but at times really sit up and think, and that verse is found in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 22. So let's take a little look at it now. It says, to the weak, I become weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. So lockdown has been really interesting since March last year. And I know that for many of us, it has brought a lot of challenges and a lot of differences. And maybe if you ask my husband, one of his challenges may well be the phrase that I like to use often, I've been thinking. And this phrase is often followed with, we should paint this room. It'll be quick, it'll be easy. And it's really either of those things. So our house since March has seen every room in the house decorated, all bar two rooms so far. Now, the thing about me is I like to have things a certain way. I like a tidy space, free of clutter, and as pretty as it can possibly be. Now, I don't know about you. What about you guys? In your house, who likes a tidy space? And who doesn't mind some mess? Kids, what about you? Do you like your rooms neat and tidy and everything in its place? Or do you like to have your toys everywhere, ready that you can play with them anytime you need to? Maybe you are a little bit like me and like to have your space neat and tidy. I've been like it ever since I was a little girl. You can ask my parents. But the thing is, at the moment, I'm working from home all the time. So Andrew had to go back into his office to go and work. And I saw my opportunity to make this space. The room that I'm in now It is our office and our spare room. And I thought, I'm going to make this room my own ready now. So I set about this with a dream in mind and the help of a friend um, to create a space that was serene and calm to work in through this time. A room full of free of clutter and free of toys. And then once again, the schools shut their doors and my dream of a calm office space vanished. The kids are actually regulars in most of my meetings now. In fact, people sometimes ask where they are if they haven't shown up. Usually these cushions that are just behind me are scattered all over the floor from a recent game of Floor is Lava. And you can see here that I've got some toys left over from Friday when I was working. So my perfect illusions were completely shattered. And despite how it actually may sound, I'm not a perfectionist. I am very aware that I fall short and that I fail regularly. And I'm okay with that, really. I am okay with that. But would I rather things be neat and organized and planned and as closely resembling perfect as they can? Yes, I would. And to be totally honest, this verse in 1 Corinthians 9 is something that I've always struggled with. I've always found that this verse has left me feeling like it was 
an unobtainable perfection, that there was a pressure to be all things to all people, and yet I'll only win some. And then lockdown came, and this verse has felt more real than ever before. I felt stretched thin, and maybe you too are feeling that all of a sudden you are being all things to all people, and sometimes you win. I often lose, actually. But Paul's mission and message to the church in Corinth through this letter was to actually remind them of their freedom in Christ. And this verse, unlike how I used to think of it, doesn't actually point to our perfection. It points to God's. It points to the perfection of Christ. Paul isn't saying here that he is perfect and doing everything always because he's so wonderful. But instead, he allows himself space to be relatable and to be real to all people, to be the one who seeks out the things that he has in common with others. And that's the great thing about this. He seeks to unify. He seeks to connect with all people so that some may see the perfection of God. Now, at this time, we may have to, we have maybe been stretched, maybe you've been stretched and you're left feeling less than perfect right now. But this time also has brought us to a unique point of connection, a camaraderie, a shared experience unlike anything ever before, a point of common understanding, of empathy. Maybe it's shared glances with parents as you're out on a walk. Laughter maybe as children or pets invade meetings. A shared understanding of what it feels like to be pushed to the limit. There's a room in this season because this season isn't about finding perfection within ourselves, but the perfection in Christ. It's about finding those points of connection as Paul did with all people choosing unity and harmony over conflict and division with others. Letting the perfection of Christ loose through us, connecting with colleagues in the reality of the chaos and letting grace shine through. It's letting moments of connection with family, friends and neighbours be our empathy in those times of isolation or of challenge. Or maybe, a bit like me, sharing more of Jesus to your kids in the midst of chaos. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. And now, in a time when more than ever, we may be many things to many people, we have the chance to share Jesus and to see some enter into the kingdom. Thanks very much, guys. Back to Toby and Sarah. Brilliant. Oh, Helen, that Thank was you so, so much, good. Helen. So, so good. good. Thank, Thank you. you. Should we encourage Helen and also our next week? I think we should have yeah. another go at our, um, our particular chant about yeah. preach it. Are we ready? ready? Is everyone ready? Are we ready to go for it? One, two, three, four. Fantastic. So our next speaker is Noah. Noah is a third-year geography student at Bristol Uni, and uh, Noah is going to be speaking to us right now. So over to you, Noah. Thank you, Toby. Morning, everybody. Um, it's so great to join you this morning to share a bit of my journey over the past year. 
Um, so if we've not met, my name is Noah. And although I'm a student in Bristol, I'm actually currently joining you from up in Manchester, where there's only a teensy bit of snow left on the rooftops as I look outside. So I'm a little bit jealous of you guys in Bristol at the moment. This morning, I'd love to talk to you about one thing I've been learning in lockdown, and that's the subject of pursuing God's presence everywhere. I'm going to look at the great advice in chapter four of the book of James. It was almost a year ago that I started the Alpha course at St Nick's and began a journey of re-exploring my own faith. But in the past year, life has changed a lot and we've experienced a massive adjustment to live in a pandemic. And of course, churches around the world have had to change as well. We've all experienced this at St Nick's. Under lockdown restrictions, we've not been able to access the space where we can feel closest to God, which I think has been and still is quite disorientating. I know for me, there's been real challenges with not having the routine of going to church. Fantastic of the online services have been. And by the way, how amazing have the team have been? I mean, just look at this morning's service. We know they're not the same as meeting together in person. And so for all of us, this past year has been a real challenge to seek God's presence in every aspect of our lives. To not just have church once, maybe twice a week, but to welcome God into our time at school, into our time at work. Um, so what does the Bible have to say about this? Well, an awful lot. But this morning, I'd like to read two verses from the book of James in chapter four, verses seven and eight. It says this. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. The book of James is a letter written to the scattered church and offers some great practical advice on how to live a life for God. Way too much advice for me to cover just this morning. But these verses focus specifically on when we've fallen out of kilter with God's intentions for us. And things get in the way time and time again. Even in a pandemic, when I spend 23 hours a day sat in this room or in my house, I struggle to dedicate time to spend with God. My priorities and my pride get in the way. At the end of verse eight, James says, your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And he sees this problem too in the early church. But in response, James's solution is so, so simple saying, come close to God and God will come close to you. As the passage says, we need to humble, be humble enough to recognise where in our life we are not seeking God's presence, where our loyalty is divided between God and the world and draw close to God in response to ask him to meet with us and purify our hearts. If God has taught me anything throughout this lockdown season, it's that he doesn't just want to meet with me in the St Nick's building, or even just on Sundays. He wants me to pursue his presence and relationship with him in all parts of my life. When I think back through the past year, through the ups and downs, through times of grief and frustration, it's been spending time in God's presence that has anchored me and brought me real peace. And as you draw near to God, he promises to draw near to you. And what a fantastic promise that is to hold. So if that struck a chord with you this morning, then maybe take some inspiration from that passage. Throughout this week, take some time to think about how you can look to pursue God's presence in all aspects of your life. Maybe it's at breakfast time or in between your Zoom calls throughout the day. Uh, your school ones, maybe when you have some time away from that. 
or perhaps it's out on a walk. I love doing that, spending some time outside on my daily exercise um, and seeking to live to glorify God in all areas of your life. Thanks so much for having me this morning, guys. It's been so great. Um, back to Toby and Sarah. Oh, Noah, thank you so much. That was Thanks so good. Thanks so much, Noah. Thank Fantastic. <laughs> well, we've got another one. We've got one, one more. more. To go. I think we all need to encourage our last speaker. Let's have our last go at the chart. Ready? One, two, three, four. And our last speaker is Annie. Annie is um, here at St. Nick's on the leadership development year, working with the children and family. Um, She is living in Bristol, but she's originally from the Isle of Wight, and her family spend a lot of time in a ski resort in France, which would be a great place to be today. Um, So Annie's going to speak to us now. Hi, Annie. Over to you. Hey, everyone. It's so fun to be here today. As Sarah said, I'm doing the leadership development year and I am loving it so far. It's been so cool to see all that God is doing. I'm also a nanny for one-year-old twins, so it's always a busy day and a lot of fun. So each of the lockdowns have looked really, really different for me. The first, I was at home with my family. I was writing a dissertation and trying to finish my degree. And then the second and third lockdowns were spent living and working in Bristol with a little bit of isolation thrown in. So today, I would love to share something that God has been teaching me throughout this year and this time of lockdown. And a verse that has been really on my heart at the moment that I keep going back to is 1 Peter 5 verse 10. And it says, And the God of all (coughs) grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. I love this promise that after we experience suffering, God will restore us himself. I found that this lockdown feels very different to the others and I'm not sure if you have too. For many with the first lockdown, there was the newness and freshness of changes in routine, extra time with the people you lived with and for kids in school, the unusual time off and the start of homeschooling probably seemed slightly more exciting than it does now. There was a hope, a hope for summer and for the end of lockdown. Now, this time round, we didn't all get the Christmases we expected and the days are darker and rainier. I'm sure that homeschooling doesn't seem quite as exciting and our daily exercise is a fair bit colder and often slightly lacking in sunlight. But we can see from this verse that we do have a hope throughout this lockdown, throughout this time of COVID, this time of, for many of us, suffering. We have the hope that God himself will restore us and make us strong, firm and steadfast. So I think that's what I'm learning or trying to learn in lockdown, is that throughout everything, we can know that God will use this, that these challenges we are facing will make us stronger. And there is a joy we can find in this. So let's imagine a tree. Kids, you can join in here too. When the day is really, really windy, the top of the tree can look really unstable, quite weak, and it's hard to imagine how it's still standing up. But as you look down the tree, You see the tree trunk and the roots going into the ground. You see that the tree is really, really strong. It is steadfast. It won't blow over. 
That's what God has been teaching me, that no matter how much we feel like the top of the tree, shaking in the wind, worried we might fall, God is holding us like the trunk and the roots are holding the tree up. And we can remember that after we have suffered a little while, God will restore us. And the more we root ourselves in God and in his word, the deeper our roots will grow. So the stronger the tree becomes. So when the storms do come, we can be strong, firm and steadfast. In October, I lost a close friend of mine and it is by far the hardest thing and the hardest storm that I have ever been through. It made the November lockdown especially really tough and isolating. But we can see from this verse that God wants to make us steadfast. And as we continue to stand being held up by God, his grace, our church family and the knowledge that through suffering, God will restore us, we can learn from this. This isn't how I thought this past year would have looked at all. And I'm sure that you have found the same, that God's strength and joy hasn't always been easy to remember. On top of lockdown, there will have been things thrown at all of us that have seemed impossible to face. Separations from family, changed plans, disappointment and loss. But there also will have been joy in the smallest of moments, just like the snow that we've woken up to here in Bristol this morning. Maybe you haven't felt that strength and God feels really distant. I know that I've been feeling this as well. Maybe the next few weeks feel impossible, but I want to encourage you today to ask God for strength. This verse tells us that after we have suffered, God will restore us and he will strengthen us. So over this time of COVID and lockdowns, God has taught me and is continuing to teach me strength. The strength to keep going when the future looks so unclear and everything seems so uncertain. I don't know what this time looks like for you, but I know that God has strengthened us enough already to bring us this far and that he can strengthen us today and continue to do so in the weeks ahead. Thank you so much, everyone. Sarah and Toby, back to you.